Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Sends it over to Edward Robles. Go and surname FC. What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of the Insert Name FC podcast. And um, I'm riding solo today because uh, Edward um, had to attend to a family emergency. So it'll be just me for this episode. Well, it's not going to be just me in this episode. We will. We're having Kelsey cover, help me cover the MLS 2022 season. So there is that. So I, briefly, there will be a period where it's going to be me and somebody else. But, you know, obviously we were expecting to do this episode with Edward. But like I said, Edward has to attend to a family emergency. Everything is good. Um, actually just spoke to Edward before I even started recording. So everything's good in the Robles family. Um, just his dad wasn't feeling well. Um, turns out he's good. You know, he's not. He's still sick, but I mean, he's not terribly sick. So that is good to hear. That's the positive of all that. But yeah, man. So episode 77, um, it has been quite an amazing journey here, uh, to even to hit each milestone. We've already, you know, we hit three quarters of, of, of to a hundred, um, already. And, and it's, it's, it's been interesting so far, but. It's going to be a little bit challenging to do this episode by myself. I mean, I've done a few episodes where I've done it by myself and I'm not going to lie to you. It's challenging because, you know, obviously I got to create the dialogue and it's all on me versus where me and Edward can go back and forth. So it's a, it's an interesting task, but it's a task that I have to do anyways. So there is that, man. So like I said, the big thing that's going to be in this episode is the uh, fact that we're going to be previewing the 2022 MLS season it is coming up so i we have kelsey from high low sports coming in to talk about the 2022 season what we expect from the western eastern conference um teams that we are very intrigued in um all that good stuff no i did not make it the houston dynamo hour um i could have made it the houston dynamo hour but i didn't uh because i gotta be realistic about it but if you do want me to talk if you want to hear me talk more about the houston dynamo well um, I mean, obviously, here's gonna you're gonna hear it too, but um, for sure is Soft Sports, man. Soft Sports is a Houston Homer Network sports network. They talk about all things, all sports, but only Houston. So obviously, the Texans, the Astros, the Rockets, of course, and the Dynamo, the Dash. Uh, if it's Houston, they're gonna talk about it. Um, so you know, if you want you want a little bit more Houston specific stuff, there you go. But obviously, this is my podcast, and this is where I talk. All other things that's going on in the world of soccer, um, right here with Belly Up Sports, which shout out to Belly Up Sports. I'm very grateful that they've given me the opportunity to also do this, but also do my thing over at Soft Sports as well, uh, for sure. But if you guys are also listening through the Burns Radio, um, thank you so much for listening, tuning in here on Burns. Um, obviously you can catch us on Fridays at 
10 a.m. Central Time. So thank you for that. Um, but yeah, let, let me go ahead and give you guys what's going to go down with this episode because it's, it's going to be a pretty loaded episode. Hopefully I can make the time correctly to make sure we get, we get you into this weekend of soccer correctly. So there will be no headlines, no debate topic because we're going to, a big chunk of this episode will be the 2022 MLS season preview with Kelsey of the high low sports that you can also catch on Burns radio and belly up as well. So we had Kelsey on playing at times. So we know that this episode is going to do fairly well because of it, because of Kelsey. So we're going to make sure there's that. Um, there is games to recap. Edward did give me his game and his player of the week. So games to recap players of the week will be covering there as well. Give you guys some games to look forward to this coming weekend. Um, obviously MLS is back. So you, you be, be ready for that, for those games that are coming up this weekend. Um, and then a three up, three down. Obviously we're talking about the 2022 MLS season. So of course we're going to look at the jerseys of the 2022 MLS season. So they've dropped some jerseys this season. There's some rebrands going on, a new club. So, um, so get ready because obviously the, the, the jersey drop is one of the things that we love about the soccer seasons. There's always new jerseys dropping. MLS does it a little bit differently where they only change one of the jerseys, not both, whereas the rest of the world, they do both. So, yeah, there's that. But without further ado, man, we're going to go ahead and get going with this episode. So I'm going to go ahead and take a break. You guys are going to go right into the 2022 MLS preview with me and Kelsey of the High Low Sports. Um, so after the break and then after that, We'll go into another ad break, and that's when we'll get back into the nitty gritty with games to recap. So, go ahead and go ahead and listen to that great ad. All right, guys. So the MLS season is coming up this weekend. So obviously one thing, and that is that Edward's not very good at talking to MLS. So um, it, it's pretty safe to assume that rather me talking to myself and Edward just, oh, okay, cool. Um, I decided that we needed to, to bring somebody. I kind of let you guys, I preluded it to this. Actually, I didn't prelude. I just straight up said it. It's Kelsey. Bring back Kelsey. Kelsey's here to help talk MLS with us. Um, at this point, has more appearances than anybody else on on Insert Name FC. Uh, it's my second home. Yeah, I mean, you, you live everywhere. I, I well, this one's my favorite home. This is my favorite second home. Let's put it that way. <laughs> That's for sure. I mean, Kelsey doesn't get to talk soccer that much on high level sports, so he he gets to here. So that's really really what it is. Um, at some point, I gotta go over to high low. At some point, I don't know when, but. Well, so we were going to have you on to talk football, but that was when we got busy at the Super Bowl and, you know, football guy talking football. So now we're going to have to talk the other football sometime during the summer, probably closer to Qatar. Because we both oh, know you mean during the winter? <laughs> during yeah. the fall? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we do have Kelsey from High Low Sports, 4th and 4, um, Unhinged FC, which we got to figure out what we're, we're going to do with that. Um a lot of shit. Because he, uh, now he's also the uh, director of marketing for, for Belly Up Sports. So 
I'm, I'm everywhere nowadays. Man of many hats. <laughs> well, unfortunately, only one hat, but but it goes different ways: fronts, backwards, sideways, upside also, down. Also, congratulations to the the, the Super Bowl spectacle spectacle that you guys had with Belly Up. Very entertaining. Um, no one talked about taquitos for, for for Super Bowl foods. I, I was very shocked and appalled. <laughs> but yeah, you know, look, I was I, I got made fun of for saying beanie weenies, and there's a whole story behind it. When I was a kid, they put the little little smokies, you know, the little mm-hmm. cocktail wieners, in beans, and they put them in the slow cooker. So I always grew up knowing them as beanie weenies, except for I would pick them out of the beans because I don't like beans. So my dad would always be like, "Oh, you just got the weenies without the beans," and so that's the whole. But I got made fun of for beanie weenies as a as an appetizer during the Super Bowl. But if I just said taquitos, God knows they would have probably just roasted me because I don't have the luxury of being a football guy and a football guy. That's very true, man. What a run for me! Uh, did pretty well at the fantasy league, and then only to lose in, in the playoffs. And then I did pretty well in, in the pick'em, only to fall apart near the end. Unhinged FC has been trolling with me for for some time about that. Anyways, they troll me for everything. It's just like uh, Arsenal. Looks good in the re- looks looks good in the middle part of the season. Doesn't look good at the end. That's actually pretty fitting. It's obviously really fitting. So, You're welcome. I am an Arsenal fan, so there is that. <laughs> but yeah, MLS man. Uh, first of all, it seems so, so, it's only been since like December when we saw NYCFC win their first like MLS Cup. But it, it just seems like an eternity, which weirdly enough was around man my City birthday. Junior, by the way, what was it Man City Junior? By the way. Yeah, Man City Junior, along with Melbourne, Melbourne City. What was it, Melbourne City? Yeah, Melbourne City FC. Yeah, so I don't think they're as as successful as uh, as NYC FC, but yeah. So we do have a first time champion. Hopefully, we can see another new champion as well, or maybe a champion that we haven't seen in quite some time. I'm not gonna go ahead and reach for Dynamo. They they still got some work ahead of them uh, before that, but. Um, First of all, when we, we got to talk about the 2022 MLS season, we got to talk about the new team in the MLS, and that is Charlotte FC. We've we've heard about the sellout the sellout crowds that they're promising playing over at, at, at Carolina, the Carolina Panthers Stadium. Um, North Carolina, I will say, is a is a very underrated soccer community. Had, not many people talk about the soccer community over there. Um, obviously, you you know what they have with the Carolina Courage over at the NWSL. Um, shout out to McKenzie. Diehard uh, Carolina Courage there, um, but but yeah. So Charlotte FC is, is is Charlotte has always been in the works of trying to put themselves into the MLS, but now it's finally happened. They got the jerseys, they got the the facility, they got the support. How do you feel about Charlotte FC, and what should we expect from them? Man, I'm excited. Look, this is a this first. I, I let's not get ourselves. The first year is probably going to be a little rough, but. I mean, I've, I witnessed the champions. Oh, what is it? The, uh, the Heineken champions cup that comes through every summer that I got to watch a, uh, Liverpool and Dortmund game, uh, in, in Charlotte. And I will tell you, I have never seen that stadium so packed. I have gone to a Panthers game and that stadium still was not as packed as the Dortmund Liverpool game. It was an absolute electric atmosphere. There are plenty of soccer bars down there. There's going to be, a, it's going to be a lot of fun down there. Um, but as far as the team build goes, Obviously, there's some names we do recognize. Christian Fuchs is being one of them, but I don't. I feel this is going to be kind of a struggle this first season, just getting used to the play of MLS. It's a little bit different than what a lot of these guys are are, are used to. I mean, I kind of look at it. If I'm going to compare it to anything, I look at it like Championship League soccer in, in England. You know, it's, it's a little bit more physical. 
Um, so a lot of these guys probably haven't experienced that in, in their, their careers. Um, I mean, there's a couple Americans in there, but they do have a very uh, over overarching roster when it comes to different nations. I mean, everybody's represented uh, just shy of reaching into the Oceania region. Um, everywhere else is up represented. So they have some, they have some players though, but I just don't think at the end of the day, there'll be much to worry about in the first season, but I do think they're built for long-term success. That's very true. Along with, along with a new team, we got some, some big uh, DP signings happening for this, for this upcoming season. Uh, what's, what's the one signing for you that you have to highlight? Um, okay. I, I will say without cheating, mentioning insignia, but, uh, but, uh, what was, what's another big marquee signing that, that you're seeing, uh, from this season? I mean, I gotta, I, I personally love DeAndre Yedlin going to enter Miami. I think that was a big hole for them filling in whether he plays in the, as a right mid or as a winger or as a wing back. I don't care. He's going to be a fantastically electric player, a guy who was not getting enough really burnout in overseas. And he returns to the MLS where we already know how ex- ex- ecstatic, how exciting he was on an MLS field before. I mean, now you put him out in an MLS field and get to see what he can do. Really running up and down now as, an, as a wily veteran, if you will, still under the age of 30. <laughs> and he still has plenty of experience under his belt. And now he gets to play for what is an interesting team in Inter Miami with a lot of attacking options and just kind of add him in as, well, you know, he's not going to defend well. <laughs> You're going to get a lot of fun going forward with him. And I think that's going to be something very interesting. It adds an extra dimension to Inter Miami. And I, I think that's a, that's a big move for him. And bringing in somebody like that is, is always positive for, you know, young American players to talk to who has been, he, he's been overseas. He's played, you know, at the, at the height of his career, former rookie of the year in the MLS. So I think that's just an exciting one for me. I just, I'm glad to see him back in the MLS because he wasn't, he wasn't doing anything overseas at this point anymore. So I, I don't know, but I do, I do like it as well. Uh, just, I think it's, it'll, it'll be, it'll be exciting. No. Yeah. I think uh, inner Miami is they, they, there's so much hype around this uh, inner Miami team that we, at some point we need to see this team pay off. Cause you know, you got, you got David Beckham being the, the front runner of the, of this, of this club. Um, you know, we see, we see them trying to make this sexy signing of Gonzalo Higuain, which let's face it, none of us thought that was sexy at all. Um, There's nothing sexy about Gonzalo Higuain to begin with. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they end up sending Rodolfo Pizarro back to, back to Mexico, uh, which unfortunately that was a failed experiment. Uh, Blasey Matuidi is still there, um, somewhere, but he's still there. Apparently not, hopefully not a DP anymore. Cause I think now they know not, not how to handle the designated player position. Um, yeah. But yeah, Inter Miami, it's like something's got to happen with this club because there's so there was so much excitement and hype for this club, and it's kind of just been like what the hell since. Um, but yeah, very good uh, point with there. And plus, I love DeAndre Yedlin. I I've, I've I've been wanting to see this guy get his real shot since going to Europe, and I thought he was gonna get it with the numerous clubs that he ended up playing with. Uh, seemed like he was gonna have it over at uh, I believe it was Galatasaray that he was playing with before that, and Fortunately, I was wrong on that one as well. But I thought he was going to burn do do well with uh with Newcastle as well. I mean, he was getting a lot of time there, and it just it, it, it's it's tough because he doesn't defend well, or he's 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 prone to mistakes, right? But his attack is really is is good, but it's not great. So he doesn't have the advantage like let's say an Alexander, a Trent Alexander Arnold, who has really he makes a lot of mistakes defensively, but he makes up for it with his offensive abilities. So you can't like. 
that's the tough thing with with Yedlin overseas is he just he's really good, but it's like is the is the risk worth the reward at in a bigger league? Probably not. Yeah, exactly. Now, uh, for me, some of the signs that came in uh, that I think is massive. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and I don't know how significant it'll be for for Chicago, but Chicago made some moves. But specifically, they went out went out and got Shakiri um, from Liverpool. You know, man, need to get an escape over there, and you know he gets the escape. Now he's in MLS with Chicago, a club that has made a lot of moves this this uh, this off season. Um, and I think it's it's a really interesting. I I think they just recently got a a Hydro from Atlas as well, uh, a young Mexican player. So Chicago is a uh, is making some moves. I don't know how significant it's going to be for them. I would hope that they can kind of break themselves into the playoff discussion, but only time will tell. But with a playmaker like Shakiri, I think he's going to be a fun player to watch. I will definitely be wanting to go to a, to a Chicago game. At some point, even if it's not here in Houston, maybe go to Austin or or, or Frisco. Unfortunately, to go watch Shakira play because that has been somebody that I've been wanting to watch play in person. So, hey, the uh, the Alpine Messi man, like I got to, I got a chance to see him in that Dortmund game, and that was a lot of fun. He's an electrifying player. I mean, he's I, I have a lot of love for for Jordan Shakiri. I I I think he's a, a fantastic player. I just he's a lot like in my eyes what uh oh man why can't I. I'm blanking on his name now, and it's Adam. Is is his nickname? Came over from Toronto, the Italian uh, player. Why can't I think of his name now? Javinko. Yes, thank you, Sebastian Javinko. Where he gets overlooked because of his size. Like that's a lot of Jordan Shakiri's issues. They'll put in a bigger, better, faster, stronger player, but some of the talent that he provides on the field is down to his. I mean, just straight down to his, just trying hard or, and and hustling. And he's he's what American soccer fans have like. Are super excited for because he 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 basically plays American soccer, oh, from a Swiss standpoint. Like it's it's really fun to watch. So I I'm excited to see him coming over and playing for Chicago Chicago as well. So yeah, so that, yeah, I'm really excited for Shakiri just to finally see him play, um, playing just period just playing because he hasn't really got much play time at Liverpool. Yeah, well, yes. hey, Leon, Leon wasn't doing anything for him either. So no, yeah, either that, that is very true. I forgot he went to Leon. Yeah. Um, exactly. That is just exactly all you need to know about it. <laughs> yeah, I forgot he went to Leon. Um, but we're gonna start with the Eastern Conference, man. So we're gonna we're gonna look at the teams that didn't make the playoffs. So DC United, Columbus Crew, Montreal Impact, or I think it's actually not Impact anymore. It's Club de Foot uh, <laughs> Montreal. CF Montreal. Yeah, Club de Foot Montreal. Uh, Inter Miami, Chicago Fire, Toronto FC, and Cincinnati. Um, Starting it off right there, from those teams that didn't make the playoffs, who do you who do you fancy a chance to be able to make that jump this season? Uh, well, I'm gonna start with the Chicago Fire. We just mentioned Chicago Fire. Obviously, all the all the pickups they've had. Uh, was it Yaro Torres? Yes. From yeah, so him coming over as well. As I mean, those two by themselves is a fantastic pickup. Um, and you look at them as as probably my number one team that I'm gonna be like, okay, I expect to see them moving forward. Um, and then the other team I mentioned, getting DeAndre Yedlin, I think Inter Miami starts to see we, we start to see a little bit of that push. I think they're finally figuring out how to coach for the MLS in this case. Um, I I think I think Gary Neville is finally started to figure it out. We'll see, but I do think it's a possibility that uh, Inter Miami pushes for that maybe that eight seed right there. Uh, I'm a, I'm gonna go with you with uh, with uh, Inter Miami, and the reason why is because uh, the summer. 
at least this is the rumor that's going around with it. And it's a very strong rumor. And that is uh, Luis Suarez will be coming in to enter Miami. Yeah. So, so goodbye, Gonzalo Higuain. Uh, so, essentially. Um, That'll be exciting, honestly. I, I love Luis, Luis Suarez. As long as he's not biting anybody, we're, we're good. Well, I mean, if you're an MLS fan, you might want some drama in there. <laughs> but I think uh, Luis Suarez, it, it, if, if they're able to coast a little bit in that initial part, because there's still some new pieces with Inter-Miami, but if they're able to maintain a, a pretty decent record and bring in Luis Suarez, a definite goal scorer, a guy that even though maybe has kind of fallen off a little bit with Atletico Madrid, but I think could come into the MLS and, and really find his form. Um, I think Inter-Miami has a really good chance to finally break through and get into the playoff discussion and finally be that team that everybody thought they were going to be just from hype alone. No, there was no like real reason to believe in, in Inter-Miami so much, but hype itself has, and, and I think they got more attention over being in a lawsuit with Inter Milan over the Inter name. So yeah. it's been a, it's been an interesting thing with, with, uh, with, 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 uh, Inter Miami, but I think if they're able to add a Luis Suarez, I think Inter Miami could definitely push, push themselves in the playoff discussion. Yeah, I mean it's exciting. By, by the way, I said the wrong Neville brother or Neville family member. It's it's Phil, not Gary. I don't know why I said Gary, but uh, look, I think Phil Neville is finally figuring it out. Coaching, like, like I just mentioned, I mentioned earlier, coaching in the MLS is so much different. And I think if they add in somebody like Suarez, that's obviously a a player with a lot of ability. But on top of that, I mean, you you brought in so much actual talent that's not washed up. Like it's no longer. I'm sorry, you brought in before that. You brought in the retirement league to try to play for you. Uh, you, you no longer have Federico, Federico Iguain as well. You don't have Rodolfo Pizarro. So take it, get rid of those two, uh, old legs. Um, Leandro Gonzalez Perez, old legs. Get him out of here. You brought in young DeAndre Yedlin, Emerson Rodriguez, John Mota, uh, Ariel Lasseter, Bryce Duke, Damian Lowe. I mean, Clement Diop in a free transfer. You brought in a bunch of guys that are not over the age of 32 who still have a lot of leg left in them. And I think that's something that they're finally figuring out. It's like, we can't do what, New York City tried to do originally when they came into the league, where they brought in like Pirlo, David Villa, you know, all these Frank Lampard, like dudes that were dead late. And they were old, they were washed, they were using it as a retirement tour. Like it's no longer there anymore. I think Inner's finally figured that out. But we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, we'll definitely see that for sure. They still have Kieran Gibbs, former Arsenal man <laughs> over there as well. Um, he's actually really, hasn't really looked that bad. And they, and they did resign Breck Shea, so um, I know. Yes, I know Eli Lesser loves Breck Shea, so <laughs> the Brecken, the Brecken Shea. No, I, I'm a big, I'm a big Breck Shea. Him and him and DeAndre Yeldon, by the way, have a have a love affair with each other. They have a bromance, so um, get those get those two together on the same wing, and you'll have a lot of fun. There you go. So, so more reason to be more into the Inter Miami hype as well. So, looking at the Eastern Conference, if you had to just Take a, a, a take a I guess a look into the future. Who do you see representing the Eastern Conference on the final day of the MLS season? You know, if I was bald, I'd rub my head and be like, "I predict this." Uh, but is it? I mean, is it safe to say that New York City can repeat? I mean, I feel like I feel like I wouldn't be crazy thinking that um, at all, really. But. At the same time, you look at what New England brought in with Josie and Sebastian Legette, and that's tough to look over. Um, 
Man, if I, uh, you know what? All right, let's, I'm going to say it. New York City FC takes the Eastern Conference in my eyes. That's going to be my team, but I think that I'm going to say the Eastern Conference Finals will be New York City FC versus the aforementioned New England Revolution. Yeah, I think at this point, uh, if there's one thing we know about Bruce Arena, he is the rebuild master. We saw him do it with DC United. We saw him do it with the LA Galaxy. New England has, has been the afterthought for a, for quite some time. They just they finally rebranded their badge. Um, they great, by the way. The, the badge rebrand looks great. Yeah, better than that that uh, that American flag badge uh, for <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, you you mentioned it. Bringing in Josie Altstor, you bring in Sebastian Legette. You're you're bringing in these MLS guys, these guys that you know Bruce Arenas has a lot of familiarity with because of his time as a U.S. Men's National Team coach. Um, so I think I think at this point, I think the rebuild is now at its full fruition. They're gonna have. I mean, the 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 question mark is gonna be the goalkeeper spot because obviously, summer they're gonna lose Matt. Matt Turner is gonna be going to Arsenal. Uh, could possibly compete with Aaron Ramsdale, but the way Aaron Ramsdale has been playing lately, it's gonna be a very daunting task. But sadly, the one position on Arsenal's team that did not need to get strengthened was probably the goalkeeper, and and that's the one that, of course, we sent a young American to go try to fight for. Yeah, that's very true. Ironically enough, as it is. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I'm with New England. I think New England can. NYCFC isn't isn't one, is one that I wouldn't overlook. Philadelphia has since 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 they fixed themselves, built through that youth system, has been always a strong team in 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 the MLS. Since then, Nashville looks so much fun to watch, and I mean. I would love to see Atlanta United back on top, but I think they're still missing some pieces. But I would definitely, I definitely, I feel like the the strong one is New England Revolution for the Eastern Conference. Like at this point, it's Bruce Arena. We know once again he's the rebuild master. So we'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. I'd say a dark horse though, and, and you kind of alluded to it a couple times uh, with the signing of Insigne. Uh, it's it's Toronto with Carlos Carlos Alcido as well coming in. Um, I don't know. I, th- I think there's a dark horse at the Eastern Conference. It's it's always going to be Toronto, just because nobody wants to go play in Toronto in September, October, November. It's cold. Nobody wants to play there in March, April, and May either. It's super cold. <laughs> there are three good months there, and it sucks to play every other time there. So it's a tough place to go win. So Toronto could get a whole lot of home points um, if they can just keep everybody healthy. No, yeah, you're completely right about Toronto. Uh, if there's one team that just says screw it and just span, 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 it's Toronto. They they literally did it. They did this same exact thing before, and, yeah. and obviously it ended with them winning an MLS Cup championship. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's very possible. Lorenzo Insigne um, is, is the real deal. It's not. It's not like this washed up striker from Italy. It's this guy can still ball right now. As a matter of fact, he broke a record over at Napoli. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, it's it's literally just like it's just like when LAFC went and got Carlos Vela. Like it is that exact to me. I look at it as the exact same power move. It's like a guy who is not washed up. He still has a lot of game left in him, and we can come over and just dominate if he wants to. So Very true. If he can get the feel for it, and he can take some of these uh, a little bit more painful nicks that he'll be taking on, I think there's a whole lot of. A lot of fun that an insignia can have. What's wrong? Exactly. 
Speaking of LAFC, we'll go over to the Western Conference. Uh, and obviously, talking about the teams that didn't make the playoffs last year, which was basically the state of California and the state of Texas, um, LA Galaxy, LAFC, San Jose Earthquakes, FC Dallas, Austin, and Houston Dynamo sitting at last place. Um, from the from from the from the state of California and the state of Texas, who's that team that you can see pushing themselves back into the playoffs? Can I just go with the whole state of California, minus San Jose? Uh, I think that's. I look at the two teams in LA right now, and I'm like, oh wow, they got better. Uh, Douglas Costa coming over for for uh, LA Galaxy is huge, um, and then LAFC is everybody's going to be healthy this year, and that's a bigger part of all of that conversation than anything else. I mean, last year it was just down to terribly timed injuries. And I mean, it's, you still look, you still have Carlos Vea, uh, Helen Acosta coming over as well. We've seen what he's been able to do for the U.S. Men's National, kind of resurging his own career. Um, and that's, that's been a big part about, uh, of that as well. And Chris Durango, um, I mean, look, it's, I think this team is poised to get back to the top five team we thought, we thought they were. And it would not surprise me. In the least, if we see them rising to the top, but I mean, I'm not going to sleep on the LA Galaxy either. Chicharito getting a whole, uh, no, a whole another season with the Galaxy, and uh, adding in, add into him Douglas Costa, and I, I, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of things to be happy about if you're an LA fan, and that goes for either LA team. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with you uh, on LAFC and LA Galaxy, but I'll go a little bit more to the LA Galaxy because. Like you, you touched up on Chicharito. You talked about Douglas, uh, Douglas Costa, but you gotta remember those young guys that they got in Efrain Alvarez and Julian Araujo, two guys that are kind of getting more looks with the Mexican national team. Um, yeah. you know, you gotta see, you, you, you expect them to do some stuff. Um, you got Jurgen Klinsman's son, you know, over there in LA Galaxy as well between the sticks. <laughs> so I, I completely forgot he's the keeper right now. Oh God. It kills me because so considering he's now playing for the team that he talks so much trash about their superstar Hall of Fame player in, in Landon Donovan prior. Yep. <laughs> that is true. He better get booed at least once or twice a game. Just, just be affiliated with the Klinsman? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, well, he was the one, he was the one that talked all the trash on, on Landon uh when he got left out of the World Cup roster. That's very true. I've said some things about Landon Donovan, though. But oh, I mean, I'll, I'll happily say him as well. But everybody, everybody knows how much I hate Landon Donovan. Um, I, but, I agree. But yeah, I, I think with I think Douglas Costa is that is that missing piece for Chicharito. I mean, and there's one thing that I've said, and me and Edward have said plenty of times about Chicharito. The man's a poacher. That's the only thing he's good for. Is the right place, right time. You give you you literally bring the person that will put him at the right place at the right time. Um, get those rebound shots, all the the little the little toe jappers, the tap ins. That's Chicharito's game, and I think a guy like Douglas Costa will definitely help him out there. Uh, something that Efrain Alvarez can learn from. Um, so I think I think LA Galaxy can definitely jump right back into the playoffs. And ironically enough, they, their last game of the season is against my Houston Dynamo, which have they have had a track record of ruining the LA Galaxy season. So uh, if if I was the LA Galaxy, I'd probably try to. Clear, clear a playoff position before they play the Houston Dynamo at the last day of the yeah. season. So, yeah, yeah, just definitely. to be, it would be behoove of you to not get in that, that that situation again. But yeah, I think, like you said, the LA teams for me are are definitely the two teams that you should probably expect to be back in the playoff discussion uh, yeah. for I, sure. I will say though, don't sleep on, don't sleep on FC Dallas. 
Uh, we uh, we talked. Continue to sleep on them. So. We 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 talked about this a little bit off air, uh, just because I completely forgot about the move. But Paul Ariola coming over, big move. Uh, on top of that, by the way, they got Dom Dwyer from Toronto. So will he ever grab uh, grab what he used to used to be? And in Orlando, we'll have to wait and see. I think there's an opportunity for him to slide in there as well. Um, obviously, no more Pepe. Uh, Pepe is he is uh, well, he's he's overseas now. He's he's where he belongs. <laughs> not playing for an MLS team, but um, yeah, I think I think there's there's a lot of opportunity for FC Dallas if they can. Again, that's another team that needs to stay healthy um, and not really shoot themselves in the foot and then lose too many points. Yeah, I mean, you do make a good point. Uh, you know, I, I love Paul Ariola, but for right now, since he's going to be in FC Dallas, I'm going to have to hate him for a bit. Um, understand. Don Dwyer is a very good point. Very good point on Don Dwyer. I'm not going to sit here and try to give you guys a, po- a selling point for the Dynamo because at this point, I don't even know what I'm supposed to expect from Dynamo. I like that. I like that they went and got Sebastian Ferreira over from Paraguay. I thought it was a gr- the first, the biggest transfer signing in, in Houston Dynamo's history. I like that. I like that they go ahead and finally get rid of Matt Jordan and hire Pat Onstad to be their general manager. I Thank mean, God. he did a, such a great job with with uh, the Columbus Crew. Clearly, won an MLS Cup with them. Uh, hires hires the Dynamo's first ever sporting director, and of course, the new owner Ted Siegel, who has seemed very active in making money for the Houston Dynamo by signing a deal with Fubo, Fubo TV gaming. So yeah, they're, they're splurging. And obviously the latest rumor has come out is that they're, they're going after Hector Herrera. So, I mean, there's some things to be excited about the Dynamo, but if you watch the preseason games, uh, they've, they've, they've not looked well against the MLS teams. They beat the USL teams, but they didn't look good against the MLS teams, uh, being yeah. Toronto, Austin FC and FC Dallas. But, um, well, I, I, you know, looking at Houston as well, one of their big, one of their signings as well is a left back in Zika. Who, if we know anything about Brazilian left backs, they like to infuse offense into your team, uh, and that's a free signing. So if he can get playing time, we'll see. He might might make some impact as well. But Houston, very interesting. I mean, I love Pat Onstead. I, I love that Pat, Pat Onstead's getting the front office job. Like that is the best move, I think, in the history of Houston's like franchise. Like you finally made a move that is going to make you push you towards success going forward, and I, I love it. No, yeah. So I mean, as a Dynamo fan, I'm super excited of what the future is to come. But I know that the team isn't set yet, so they're not there yet. They're close. They're kind of close. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure of Paul Nagamora. I don't know about him too much as a manager. Um, so there are so many question marks with the Dynamo team that I don't expect them to. To immediately compete for the MLS Cup, but I'm a, I'm excited for the future for the first time in, in a long time. Understandably so. So so there is that. But when we look at the Western Conference as a whole, she probably looked at who, who who this season is actually in the Western Conference, which is let me see who, who got moved. Nashville Nashville was the, the chosen one to go switch over to to the Western Conference. Yay. Which makes zero fucking sense because Chicago is probably like the most Western Conference team in the Eastern Conference. Like, well, who else would they put? Who else would they put over? I don't think there's a single player, single Chicago. other player they could slide, or a single other team that's even close that could decide. Chicago. Oh well, yeah. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good one. Especially keeping it would have been nice to keep the Nashville Charlotte rivalry. That would have been pretty cool in conference. But- 
but yeah, so it's all the nice things I said about Nashville. Switch it over to the Western Conference. So, um, uh, but but looking at the at the Western Conference, man, uh, who's that team that you think is going to be that representative from the West? I mean, I already said LAFC. I think is going to be a potential team up there. Um, to me, it comes down between LAFC and Seattle, just because well, Seattle is who Seattle is, and they just continue to just put out quality onto the field, and it bothers me every year because I'm like, why are they still good? It doesn't make sense. They've only won two MLS Cups, yet why am I still always worried about them? Um, the answer is, well, they just keep they 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 win their home games at the end of the day, and that's all you can ask for in the MLS. Um, and in the playoffs, I think that's a bigger part of things. Uh, LAFC, while they're fantastic, um, fantastically supported, I don't know if they have that same ability to win at home. So I'm going to go give it, give the edge to Seattle on this one. I'm going to say Seattle we, ends up in the uh, MLS Cup facing off. Um, so, yeah, that's yeah, we'll go with Seattle. We'll go with Seattle Sounders. It's a pretty safe bet, honestly. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't stray too far from home on that one. I mean, LAFC is such a fun team to watch, but they just, they do so well in the regular season, but as soon as they hit the playoffs, they are just struggling. Um, I don't know if LA Galaxy did enough to be at least a contender. Colorado, as fun as they were last year, I don't know if they can replicate what they did. Plus, the, lo- the, the loss of Kellen Acosta is, to me, massive uh, for that team. Portland, you can maybe can always look at as a dark horse, um, but they win their home games, and that's why. Yeah, <laughs> see, yeah, Seattle seems pretty straightforward. That that's probably the team representing them. But I'm gonna go a little bit different, and it's even and it kills me to say this team. But I mean, they have a great manager. They have a really good stable in their team, and that's Sporting Kansas City. Uh-huh. I think I think Sporting Kansas City has always been up top for quite some time now. Um, it's just, unfortunately, things don't click for them at the right time, especially in the playoffs. But I think with that manager that they have, they're just too good not to eventually make it to the MLS Cup. So I would, as much as it hates, I hate it, I hate saying this because I hate Sporting KC because of that rivalry with the Dynamo. But I think Sporting Kansas City has to eventually get on top and and and, and I think they have the team still. Um yeah. I, I think depending on how Alan Polito looks health-wise, but I think that this team is still just consistent, almost as consistent as Seattle. Um, yeah. When you look at that team, at those, at both those teams, so I think Sporting KC could definitely make an argument to to represent the Western Conference. Oh man, that that's my dark horse because Johnny Russell, man, the dude. I don't get. He is the most. It is the most awkward-looking dribbles in the world. And he comes from the weirdest angles in the box, and yet he always ends up in front of goal scoring. And I'm just like, how? Like, he does it three to four times a season, and every time I'm just, it doesn't make sense to me how he ends up in front of goal, one on one with a keeper. And I'm just like, okay, all right, you know what? Chalk it up to the game because I don't get it. And add in Daniel Saloy and how fantastic he's been for this team. I mean, there's a lot of pieces for Sporting KC that, uh, yeah, definitely gives them a potential for for a, a very fun run if they get late in the season. And it's crazy thing because this team lost John Luca Busio and we we're still talking about how good this team is. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. And, and I will say for Dark Horse, uh, I'm going to look at Minnesota and Nashville. I think both, you know, Nashville, no one really knows much about them in the Western Conference. So that could be a, a big advantage for them. Um, but Minnesota, uh, 
they've they've been slowly building and building over the years, and I think that that's something that you gotta take knowledge uh, acknowledgement for. So, man, I don't know if they have the team just yet, but I think they can definitely ruin one of the big three. Which we're, we're talking about LAFC and uh, you know Seattle and, and Sporting KC. They can easily ruin these guys' seasons. <laughs> so, I wouldn't. I would definitely like to see Minnesota make some ruin some people's seasons. But uh, they, Nashville, they, I think Nashville has the advantage because nobody knows what to expect from yeah. Nashville. Look, Nashville Walker Zimmerman is a fantastic center back. But I think if anybody, if you ever question that. Uh, you need to get your eyes checked. And he is obviously, he's, I feel like he's going to be in contention for defensive player of the year for the MLS year in and year out while he's still in the MLS. And to be honest, I don't know how much longer he'll be in the MLS. I think if he has another great season this season, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets looked at to make a move overseas, like all of Tim Ream or something. And where he just goes overseas and just makes a career working, you know, his way through back lines after back line, moving left back, center back, right back, you know, and, just having a fantastic career. I think I think Walker Zimmerman's even better than that. So um, I think he has an opportunity, maybe a Bacanega type thing, what he did with Rangers. Um, but yeah, Zimmerman's fantastic. And also, you mentioned Minnesota, and, and one of the coolest things about Minnesota is they're you know they're the loons, they're they're black and blue is their color scheme. They finally have a black jersey this season, and it looks fantastic. So we're actually going to see them decked out in the black along with the blues this season. Yep. So. So you have so for the Eastern Conference, I think we well you said NYCFC, I had New England. Yep. Western Conference, you have Seattle, and I have Sporting KC. Um, I mean, do you want to go ahead and, and say who you think is going to win the MLS Cup, or or you want to save that for for a future future episode? Yeah, we'll save that one for uh, for future episode. <laughs> All right, sounds perfect. I don't want to be I don't want to be wrong twice. I'd rather be wrong once. I mean, there was that stretch where I was just cursing every team. <laughs> so yeah, let's, let's also not get involved in that because, like, we both said, you know, New York City FC is going to be a strong team in the East. Well, we probably just cursed them to finish 15th at this point in time. It's crazy that this all started from me saying that Gotham FC could win the ML, the NWSL Cup, and then it just downhill. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Carloid. I, I, yeah. I, I still apologize for that. But you know what? You talked about Minnesota's jerseys. Um, and actually, you know, obviously when we do preview a season coming up, we always end up following it with a three up, three down on the jerseys. Cause you know, we always get new jerseys every season. MLS does it a little bit differently where they, they only change one of the jerseys instead of both of them. Um, but Charlotte FC, obviously they're a new team. So they both have a home and away jersey. So. You won't hear mine just yet. You'll hear me hear mine at the end of the episode. But Kelsey, three up, three down. The, the 2022 MLS jerseys. We'll go ahead and start with your three down. So my three down. Uh, it's it's going to start pretty cold. I'm I'm starting right with uh, with Inter Miami, and honestly, they call it the heartbeat jersey. It's just a straight pink jersey. There's no entertainment on this jersey whatsoever. There's supposed to be little nods to this, little nods to that, little whatever they want to say. I, no, it is just a basic jersey. And for a team that has a great color scheme that is black and pink, where are my fun different jerseys? There are so many great pre-designs for Adidas jerseys that they can have. And it's just a blank pink jersey with a collar and three stripes. Yeah, I think I think there's another team that has a pink jersey that probably did a better job than than yeah. Inter Miami. And the fans have been wanting a pink jersey 
and, and this is what and this is what the fans get, and it's it's unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. And it's not like you know, like there's last year's where it was like that light pink that was just almost white. Like, no, this is just. It's not even flamingo pink. It's kind of like a, I don't know. But if you cut open a beet and it's just not fully ripened pink, it's 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 kind of weird. It is just, it doesn't look right. Their their warm ups are very pink and those look pretty good actually. But they're yeah, I don't know. It's a weird color pink on top of everything else, and it's just very boring. I don't know. I just I think that's the biggest issue I have with Inter Miami's jersey this year. Um, but that'll take me to my number two, uh, which is. Equally as boring, despite their fantastic brand redesign on their on their new emblem, and that is the New England Revolution. <laughs> Could they have played it any safer? I don't think so. You do a great job redoing your badge, and then you give me oh, guess what? A blank navy jersey with white stripes on it. Like, really, guys? We could have done so much better than this, and. Yeah, it just doesn't look good. I mean, you redesign the badge. It looks great. And then you just kind of are like, all right, well, we're going to throw something out there for the jerseys and that's going to call it swell. And that's just, I just don't like them at all. And then moving to number one, uh, you mentioned Nashville getting their jerseys. Uh, and this one is, I don't know. I, I, I'm not a big fan of bright neon green, yellow, whatever you want to call it. But, uh, yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. This one is just ugly to me. I'm I'm gonna have a hard time watching this game, especially when it's Inter Miami versus Nashville, and they come out in pink versus neon yellow. I'm not. I'm I'm gonna have to turn my TV off. That's I'm not gonna enjoy that one whatsoever. So that's gonna be pretty miserable. <laughs> like if you, these are like literally the worst than highlighter yellow colors. They're bad. Um, yeah, that's pretty rough. So yeah, that's my that those are my those are my, my three down. Um so Nashville, New England Revolution, and Inter Miami. They're just boring or just silly looking. I don't know. And I say that knowing full well one of the jerseys I'm about to talk about are for my highs. One of them's kind of silly looking. But we'll go straight into it. So my number one, I'm actually gonna give the nod to uh your team, the Houston Dynamo. I love At their Bayou. One. I, I love their black jerseys. I absolutely adore them. Like the black camo, the subtle designs with the gray. It, it's like a gray, not white, still gray up on the uh, on the stripes with the subtle orange. I'm a big fan of black and orange. I mean, it's our it's our logo colors, so I, I feel like you know it makes sense. But I just I think this is a fantastic jersey, and it plays into the idea of what Houston is. You know, so I don't know. I like I like what they've done. And I like that there's an actual design you can see, even though it's black and gray. I don't know. You don't seem to be too big of a fan of your own. No, I love the jersey. I just, I was surprised that it it made it to your number one. Yeah. So, well, so that's because number two, New York City FC, you talk about a goofy jersey, the Jolts or whatever they want to call them, the Bolts or I don't know, whatever their theme name is for these ones. Uh, Orange with the navy blue stripe. It looks like a lightning bolt going down it. I love these. Until you look a little closer, the only thing I have an issue with is just the the stripe doesn't continue throughout the jersey. Uh, uh, it, 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 that's why it wasn't my number one. It literally so it stops before you get to the neckline, and then it just it just looks weird. Like I don't know, I don't like the whole like you got to continue the design. That's to me. I think I, I think the left sleeve also needs to be navy blue 
I think you need to have that full gradation. But that's I'm just nitpicking. I love the jersey though. I love the color scheme. I love I love orange and navy blue. I'm an Auburn fan, so it makes, it works for me. Again, I love orange and dark colors. There's, there's a theme here. Shout out to good. the shout out to the cool against who got to got to do a photo shoot with with NYCFC. Yeah, those. I mean, that was fantastic. That like, was such a cool uh, promotion to have like season ticket holders get to see the jersey and actually got to like have like some of the fans actually rock the jerseys before the players did. So that's pretty cool. I'm I, I can't lie, I was actually pretty jealous about that one. Um, like of all the things you could do, it's like that's the one I want to be a part of. But so that'll take me to number three, and this one is kind of like a two. It like I'm honestly, if I'm gonna give it a grade, it's like two B because I like this one a lot. But this one. There's almost too much going on, and that's why I couldn't give it one, but I do love the whole L.A. vibe to it, and that's the LAFC New Jersey, the, the fifth-year anniversary jersey, which it is like quintessential heyday Hollywood and just the designs around it, but I love just, again, black and gold, black and orange. Those colors work for me if they're done right, and they're not like old gold, like the yellow gold. It's not that color. It's like actual gold. And black, I think it looks fantastic. The gradients done inside of it are looks really good. They're all individually pieced gradients. I, I love, I love this jersey all around. I think this one is is really cool, and it's something that, like, if you wore this jersey on a regular day, even if you weren't going to a soccer match, it wouldn't look ugly. Granted, yeah, I, I I love, I love, I love the fact that they went they went different and put the the badge in the middle. Yeah, I, I love that 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 attempt. I mean, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out. But I think with this design, it, it's it just it just it, it flows. I like yeah. weirdly enough, it's LA. It's quintessential LA. It just flows with it. So, so yeah, That's exactly right. It's so you know what's funny though. You mentioned that they moved the badge in the middle. Like Puma did that with those alternate third jerseys this year, but then they did the stupid lettering in the middle, right? Yeah, this is that without the stupid lettering. Like I like the third jerseys if they didn't have the stupid lettering in the middle for Puma, and these look exactly very like. Eerily similar to what they could have done with the Puma jerseys, except for they just got rid of the stupid lettering, and it looks good. Yeah, also some really cool designs behind it. It's a that's a yeah, it's a really badass jersey. I I can't hate on that. So, so yeah, that was my top my top three. I got Houston at one, New York City FC at two, and LAFC at two B, but technically three. So yeah. So the Dynamo honorable mentions one thing. Yeah, like there there were some honorable mentions in there. I love Atlanta's New Jersey as well. Um, Portland's as well. The rose jersey looks fantastic. Um, I will say mint was the was the color this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mint, mint green, that eco green, whatever you want to call it. That was very much the uh, the theme of the year. That's why I couldn't pick those colors. Like honestly, that's why I couldn't go with the Atlanta jersey in there because there were just so many of that that green. I mean, Colorado has that green color. Yeah, so, so I definitely get that part. But yeah, man, that's the MLS preview. Uh, thank you so much, Kelsey, for. For filling in for Edward, because we well we know it's going to be a lot of crickets with Edward. So. <laughs> yeah, no problem, man. Look, I I love it every time. So this is a few times I get to talk soccer, so I, I enjoy it every time. Yep. All right. So before before we can go, man, one thank you for your time. Time is valuable; it can never be taken back, and that's why I always appreciate when you when you always are willing to come on the show. Uh, but where can the good people find you if they haven't realized where they can find you? Well, for the uh, seven millionth time, you can find. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we're uh, we're still live every Thursday at well. Now we move back to five PM Eastern time on the Burns Radio Station. However, we do live stream our new episodes now every Wednesday night at ten PM Eastern time. That's live on Tiki Live or the Roku app or 
on Apple TV. Just search bellyup.tv and you can find us right there at 10 p.m. Eastern time. Every Wednesday night, that's our live episodes. We get a replay every Thursday, 2 p.m. on Facebook. And then the audio episodes go live at 5 p.m. on Thursdays. Like I said, after Burns Radio airs. And other than that, find us on Twitter at high underscore low underscore sports or on Instagram at high low sports. Or you can find us on TikTok where we're trying, trying to get our TikTok going. It's a struggle though. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I refuse to do a TikTok. Um, <laughs> I don't even think it's an old thing. I just, I'm an awkward person and. Oh, they don't have our faces in it. Oh, okay. Oh, nope. uh, is, yeah. is it just recordings? Yeah, 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 yeah. We just use free recordings. Like we, that's, that's, that's why we, 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 uh, we used our, our new intern, by the way. Shout out to Max. Um, he is our, he is our TikTok guy. He is the guy is what we're calling him now. Uh, cause he's from Ohio, Ohio State, but we actually spelled it correctly. So it's T H E E guy. Like Ohio State, who says T H E get Ohio State. So, but yeah. But shout out also, Max. Speaking of, uh, belly up TV, man, be on the lookout. Uh, me and Kelsey are supposed to be doing something with, with belly up. Um, speak, referring to a partnership that Tiki is going to be doing, uh, soon. I don't, I don't know what, what's the timetable on that, but, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll be seeing me and Kelsey doing a little something, uh, in the future. So, so just a little prelude to that. Um, and whenever we decide to get back with Unhinged FC, we'll definitely, uh, definitely let everybody know. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much, Kelsey. And, uh, can't wait to do some more work with you guys, with you and with, well, with you and maybe hopefully we could do something with DJ. Um, Absolutely, man. Look, I, I love it every time we talk here. It's, it's always fantastic. And, you know, shout out to Edward, who, uh, who I'm not seeing today, but, you know, still love you, Edward. Uh, and, and shout out to your guys' guy, uh, Spencer out there, who uh, still, still appreciate that. I still forgot that his last name was Spencer the whole time. You're not the only one, man. <laughs> You're not the only one. Um, I think I, I think I told you this story, but I'll, I'll go ahead and say it again because I'm an old man. Um, it's a, you know, when, uh, him, he was living with, uh, with this other guy. They were like, they both had a, they had a house together and his wife, uh, she was making like Christmas decorations. So they're doing like a, like a stocking for, for everybody. <laughs> and, um, she put like, and she put everybody's first name and then Spencer's was Spencer. And I remember I was like, Hey, that's pretty cool. But, uh, how come you didn't use Spencer's first name? And she's like, wait, I thought Spencer was his first name. I was like, no, his name's Roosevelt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so there's like, like all these stockings with everybody's first name, and then there's Spencer. I, you know, I, 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 yeah, look, I, I guess it's one of those things. When you have a fancy first name, sometimes you just want to go with a, like, a less fancy name. So I guess Spencer's the way to go. But I feel like Roosevelt is like you almost have to drink your 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 tea and stuff with your pinky out at that point in time. Like, I mean, it doesn't help that when we were we were in the we were in the military together. So like, I just I'm used to calling him Spencer. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so it's just been a habit. It, it, not only you, I mean, Edward the whole time didn't realize that Spencer's name was Roosevelt either. So yeah, no, he, he first time I talked to him, hey, this is Roosevelt. I'm like, whoa, who? Talk about. <laughs> Yeah, Roosevelt, you know, Hector's guy. Oh, oh, okay, I know who you are now. Sorry. Man, I felt like it. Yeah. That got me every time. But shout out, shout out to uh Spencer, to Roosevelt Spencer for his also, by the way, his band of the year, player of the year. Congratulations. Great, great player of the year, by the way. Yeah, you know. I love the the announcing uh that uh Spencer did for that one to announce Robert Lewandowski. He's a it's really good with the edits for sure for the podcast. But yeah, um, but yeah, thank you so much. And uh uh, we'll, 
Well, well, we're, you'll be listening to the rest of this episode now. <laughs> yeah. Let's see you, man. Yo, Edward, I'm digging that jersey. Where did you get it? Thanks. I got it at fanatics.com. What's fanatics? Fanatics is your one-stop shop of all things sports. You can get the gear of all your favorite teams. Even NASCAR? Even NASCAR. If you shop using our link, not only will you be getting swagged out, but you will also be supporting Insert Name FC and the Unhinged Sports Network. Nice. I'm going to start shopping now. All right. want to give a big shout-out to Kelsey of High Low Sports, man. Make sure you guys check out High Low Sports at high underscore low underscore sports on Twitter. And at High Low Sports on Instagram, uh, these guys have been working their butts off because they cover a lot of sports. Because they're a, a general sports podcast where they talk basketball, football, MMA, gymnastics, you know, the the Olympic Games, everything they cover it all. So the work, the grind never stops with those guys. Shout out to DJ and Kelsey over there. Um, so greatly, great appreciate, uh, great, uh, greatly appreciated to have been able to take some time to help us out with the MLS preview. Uh, once again, guys, if you guys didn't realize, uh, it's just me. This episode, Edward, is not available, but we'll go ahead and get going with games to recap. But before we do, make sure you guys follow us on social media, on Instagram and Twitter, at InsertNameFC. Um, when you go to our, our main page, you know, our, our profile page, you'll see a our bios. Underneath our bios is a link. It takes you to our link tree where you can see bellyupsports.com, Burns Radio, a, a direct link to Burns Radio, how you can listen to us through Pandora, Spotify, Apple, Spreaker, all that good stuff. Um, our great partners in Fanatics and Audible. And of course, the Insert Name FC clothing store brought to you by Bonfire. Big props to them. Make sure you guys go ahead and go into our team store, our, our, our store to go ahead and get swagged out with some of our gear. We're gonna work on work on some work on some designs. Um, I'm not the most creative person as far as graphic design go, uh, but we'll we'll get things going so we can have some more variety in that department. Um, I know my my biggest success was the in old gunner we treasures, which now have not aged well. So so there is that. But uh, but once again, man, make sure you guys check us out on Instagram and Twitter at insert name FC. Uh, greatly appreciate a follow. Uh, you know we're trying to grow this. Grow this great, great podcast of ours. But all right, games to recap, man. So, Edwards' game to recap is Tottenham's game against Manchester City. Tottenham ends up beating Man City three to two. Um, this, I, I would have to say, is an upset because, um, well, I wasn't expecting Tottenham to win this game, but they they come out there and and they win. And I mean, everything pointed towards Man City should be getting this win, especially when you look at statistics. Uh, statistically, Man City had 71% of the possession. They also outshot Tottenham 21 to 6, but Tottenham actually outshot them with shots on target 4 to 5, 5 to 4. I mean, 4 to 5, obviously, but, but yeah, Tottenham at least were more accurate. So 6 out of the 5, uh, 6 out of their 5 shots were on target. 5 out of the 6 shots. Jesus Christ, I don't know where I'm at right now. But 5 out of the 6 shots, Tottenham was very efficient. At scoring goals and I mean obviously the score three. Um and what's crazy was in the final minutes of this match, so Mares goes ahead and scores the penalty to tie the game at the 90th minute mark in stoppage time, two minutes into stoppage time. So there's a tying penalty 
You know, most teams, if you see that, you usually are deflated and you're kind of like, screw this. Well, I don't know what Conte has done with this Tottenham team, but they definitely turned this around and they said, no, we're going to, we're going to go full send. We're not going to let this be defined, uh, you know, Tottenham anymore. We're not going to be the same Tottenham that everyone likes to make fun of, especially, you know, me, Hector. So in, Still in stoppage time. This happened three minutes, still in stoppage time. Harry Kane scores the winning goal in the final minutes to put Tottenham on top against Manchester City. This win uh, for Tottenham is is a huge one. Obviously, that you beat Manchester City, the team that looks really strong this season. Should, look, looks like a team that could possibly win a Champions League. Um, you know, this is a team that has been heavily pursuing your guy in Harry Kane. So there's so much drama behind this game if you really think about it. Um, and I'm sure if you're a Liverpool fan like Kelsey, you're very grateful for Tottenham because, you know, now you're only six points behind Manchester City. That is massive. You know, you're talking about if, let's say if Liverpool does play Manchester City, that game instantly changes the landscape of the English Premier League. So definitely a great game down the wire. You know, you're, you're this is a game that everybody wants to see. You got goals, an under, you know, an underdog. Uh, late drama. This is, in my idea, the perfect match to have. Um, if you're if you're just an an unbiased soccer fan or someone that doesn't watch soccer and is trying to get into soccer, this was probably the perfect match to watch. Um, because it it just had everything that you wanted in a game, and 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 I'm I was greatly pleased to see this game play through. There's a reason why we highlighted it last week to be a game to watch for the coming weekend. And it's, it definitely did a really good job at selling it. And I mean, so props to Tottenham. Probably the only time you ever hear me say props to Tottenham because, you know, I hate Tottenham, but you know what? You beat the evil empire in Manchester City. It's crazy to think that we, that that's how we view them now. Like we view Manchester City as an evil empire. I mean, technically they are. They spent all their money to get the players that they, they have right now, but there is, it wasn't that long ago when Manchester City was a, a, a laughing stock, a joke, you know? So it's, it's so weird to me, but here, that's where we are now that, you know, Manchester City is now the evil empire. And so that's the way it goes. Speaking of upsets, which is so crazy to me is that we're talking about Tottenham, a team that is essentially a top club. If some people, some people view it. I mean, if you're, if you're Tom Holland, you definitely view them as a top club. But, uh, speaking of, of true upsets, Nantes beats PSG 3 to 1. Weirdly enough, this was also a game that we previewed in a previous in last episode. And, um, yeah, um, Nantes took care of business. They beat PSG three to one. PSG lost to Nantes. It, that is just crazy of all things. But here we go. So PSG had 72% of the possession, as you would expect they would, because with the players that they have, why wouldn't they have possession? PSG also outshot um, Nantes 16 to 13. So the shot counts were a little bit more closer. It wasn't it wasn't like Tottenham who only had six shots. Um, but but if you want to look at the shots on target, PSG also were leading in that nine to seven. So if you look, since if you just did look at the score line and you saw 72 percent of possession, 16 to 13 in, in shots taken, nine to seven on shots on target. You would probably say, hey, man, you know, PSG probably have won this game. 
but they didn't. They ended up losing this game. Um, all of the goals that Nantes ended up scoring in this game were all in the first half. You're talking about in the fourth minute mark, the 16 minute mark, and in stoppage time, with six minutes into stoppage time, they end up scoring all three of their goals, and they just defended, defended, defended. Um, which honestly, if you're talking about how to play against these big clubs like a PSG, like a Bayern Munich, like a Real Madrid, like um, you know, like a Liverpool, like you know, the list goes on and on. But when you go up against teams like this, your approach should be going in quick, throwing in some haymakers, make the lead so 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 far that it is really hard to reach for it. Uh, a three nothing lead. It's definitely going to help you out. Um, Neymar did score the only goal, but he also missed a penalty in this game. So PSG, man, like there's something about this team that like you look at look at them on paper and you think this is this is an unstoppable force of a club. Like uh, they, that's what you would think of. Um, obviously, they did get the upper hand against Real Madrid in the Champions League uh, quarterfinals. Maybe something they could factor in that they maybe put too much effort into that game, but. I don't know, man. I mean, if you're going up against a team like Nantes, you would you would assume that you know PSG would be able to handle their own, even with the exhaustion of going up against Real Madrid. But you know, that's the crazy part to me is the fact that 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 was not the case. You know, P- you know PSG just couldn't find an answer against Nantes. Nantes came in with the right game plan and executed that game plan, and that's why they won the game. And 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 PSG is left with more. And more questions than answers with this season. You know, you you went and got Messi, you went and got Sergio Ramos. Um, those t- two haven't necessarily lived up to to the hype. Um, you got players like Hakimi. You got you you still have Mbappe, who you're fighting to try to keep. Um, you still have Neymar. You still have Angel Maria. You still have um, you, you have Donnarumma and Kaylor Navas as your goalkeepers. You you're loaded. You have everything, and you're you're not you're not performing, and that's the crazy part of it all about this is the fact that they have they're just not living up to the expectations that I think everybody saw when you see this roster, and you're like, this team has to win it all. You would assume, and when you say win it all, obviously you know you're you're expected to win your league, but you know obviously the big goal. PSG this season is to win the Champions League. And, and so that's the, the, the real crazy part of it all is that can it happen? So so there is that, man. So yeah. So not this ends up getting the completing the upset for I guess these two games to recap because the theme of these recaps were upset alerts and it was definitely pure upsets in this game, in these games. So Congrats to Tottenham, congrats to Nantes for beating your Goliaths. Um, and hopefully you can build from it and, and we'll see some more, some more great games from these two clubs. I doubt it, but, um, you know, who, who else? I mean, Nantes has found some form. I mean, they have been in quite the streak of, of performances. So, I mean, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, underestimate Nantes. That's for sure. But all right, going into players of the week, and we'll start things with Edward. Um, Edward's player of the week is Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. 
I'm okay. Before everyone starts trying to troll me, I mean, Kelsey kind of threw threw some shots at me as well about about Obama having having his game. Um, look, I, I like I said, like I told Edward when we talked about you know the 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 back and forth that Mikel Arteta and, and Obama had. Um, okay, maybe more Obama having his his back and, and more forth from Obama and. And Arteta kind of like I, this is a this is a beneath me, you know, to you know try to build some drama. But the thing with me is that I'm just happy that Obaming is able to play and have a, a, be in a stress free situation. I I still think he would he he would be that this would this quality of a player um, in. And it with Arsenal right now, I think he he is he, he he brings something to the team, to any team, with his ability to score goals and his speed. So I would have loved to kept him at Arsenal. Uh, I understand why they had to move on from him from Arsenal. I don't like it, but I understand it. And um, it's the thing that still kills me is the fact that Arsenal didn't necessarily do anything. To replace a bombing. So that's the thing that still pisses me off about it is that, you know, we never really, the Arsenal never really got, um, a guy to, to take his spot. I mean, yes, there's Lacazette and, and I'm all for, you know, seeing what Lacazette can do before we for, completely give up on Lacazette. Um, that you, you have the, the idea of Martinelli playing as striker, which I'm all for it. Um, you still have Eddie Nicotia, but there's not a guy that you're like, I believe in this. This is this is the, the nine, and you you know you thought the nine would have been Vlahovic. Vlahovic had other plans, um, but you never had a necessarily a, a a backup plan. You heard the rumors of 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 John and David. You heard the rumors of of Morata. You had the rumors of 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 Isaac. Um, you know all these rumors, and nothing happened. But you know going back to Aubameyang. So Aubameyang to me goes into a really good situation at Barcelona. People can people can say what they want about about you know oh Barcelona is going to be trash for years to come. When you have Xavi, you can't underestimate what this guy's thinking of. Um, he's having he's he's going to do things his way, and he's going to bring the club, bring in players that he thinks will benefit the club. He saw Aubameyang and was going to do what he needed to do to bring Aubameyang to Barcelona because he brings something to the club that. That may, may, maybe others don't see. Edward was kind of he- was was very hesitant about Aubameyang, and, and I mean, rightfully so. I mean, and, and the main issue is because Edward, you know, wants to wants the club to be a little bit younger. He wants to, you know, move on from the older players. But I think Aubameyang is such a great addition to this Barcelona team. And this is I, I'm really trying not to say nice things about Barcelona, but that, that this that, this just tells you how much I love Aubameyang. I think Aubameyang is an amazing player. So. I, I can admit, <laughs> well, when I'm happy for someone, and Aubameyang is a guy that I can't hate. Even in a Barcelona jersey, I can't hate Aubameyang. Seeing him score a hat trick, okay, it wasn't really a hat trick. I don't know. Um, I feel that last goal was, was more on, I think Bedri was the one that took the shot, but it deflected off of Aubameyang, so they gave Aubameyang the goal. But, uh, but Aubameyang did score a hat trick in Barcelona's 4-1 win against Valencia. So, the way Barcelona was playing, man, the way they were moving the ball, man, it tells, it, it looks, it looks like a newly evolved Barcelona because the speed is there. If there was one thing that you had to realize what Xavi was doing 
in this January transfer window was he wanted to get speed in the club and he got speed. Ferran Torres, he's very quick. You know, maybe compared to Aubameyang and Chayora, maybe not as quick, but they added speed and, and I think that's what he's looking for. So he's, he's evolving in his own way that, you know, and that's the thing that you need to see. Like that's what Guardiola kind of did when he brought in, brought back Tiki Taka to Barcelona. Y'all thought I was crazy when I was making this comparison of Xavi and Pep Guardiola. But, you know, Pep Guardiola didn't necessarily fully copy the Tiki Taka that, you know, Johan Cruyff used. He did his own style, his own version. And now you have Xavi using his own style of his version of the Tiki Taka, which is kind of going into it the way the game is evolving now, which is with full speed. Like, yeah, you're going to go and do these build-up passes, but you know what? You can also send these full-in passes to your guys. And when you have a guy like a bombing, a guy like Traore, a guy like Ferran Torres, with that speed, you're, you're becoming a more and more dangerous team. You're building this midfield with some amazing weapons up top. And this is the results that you're going to get. A 4-1 win against Valencia, a team that's looked really good this season. Um... And Barcelona, a team that you had so much struggles in the first half of the season, you were like, is this ever going to get any better? And, and now Barcelona is back in the Champions League discussion and to be qualified for a Champions League spot. So yeah, I think you guys need to respect what Xavi's doing and respect his decisions like Aubameyang and props to Aubameyang getting the hat trick, regardless if that last one should have counted for him or not. But you know, the man is, 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 is back. He's having fun. He's doing the backflips. And all that, so I'm happy for Aubameyang. Until he plays Real Madrid, I mean, maybe my mood's gonna change a little bit, slightly, but I still love Aubameyang. I think he's a player that I have so much respect for. I know that I said things about that I don't see him as a captain, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he's not a player that I love to watch. So that's that's my whole little two cents on that one. But happy for Aubameyang. Happy for him to get the hat trick. Happy for him to to be kind of you being used as a as a clear piece. To Barcelona. So I'm happy for him in general. Um, so that is for sure. But yeah, you know, Obama, you know, that's Edwards player of the week, my player of the week. And, um, I understand why Edward picked Obama because, you know, obviously we're talking about a, a Barcelona player and two, man scored a hat trick. Pretty easy criteria to, uh, to fill <laughs> on that one. But my player of the week and we're talking about. It, you know, the 2021 Roosevelt Spencer's Player of the Year award winner, Robert Lewandowski, he makes, he is now the only player so far in the players of, in the player of the week voting right now to have been now featured twice. So Robert Lewandowski scores two goals in Bayern Munich's 4-1 win against Rutherford. Robert Lewandowski can do what he does and that score goals. Point blank. That's his job. He's, there's a reason why we deem him as the best player in insert name FC. Obviously, like I'm saying, have, has gotten the title of the Roosevelt Spencer's Player of the Year award. And I mean, you know, people have said, we, we've heard it over and over again. Robert Lewandowski got robbed of the ball in the door. And, and, you know, even FIFA acknowledged it because he got FIFA player, player of the year. So, so I mean, you know, get this revenge sword going, man. Robert Lewandowski, man. He's going to keep doing his thing. He's going to be the machine. He's going to be the body goals for Edward. This guy is just amazing, man. The way he's playing and at his age, man. You know, I know he's a striker, but the man does it all 
up top, man. Like he can he can be the poacher. He creates his own goals. He like I mean, this guy is the definition of a number nine. What you're looking for for a number one nine. He is the total package, and he does it so well and effortlessly, man. So I mean, watching him play is just so much fun to watch. I mean, yeah, you know, Edward talks about him at, at uh, Borussia Dortmund, which he was disgusting at Dortmund, but he got filthy in Bayern in Bayern Munich. So yeah, I, I'm so I, I yeah, it's it it. There's a reason why we voted him to be the player of the year for, for 2021. And he, he might just win it again. <laughs> he might repeat. So who, who knows? You know, man, I mean, this is now, he's now, now the second time voted in to player of the week. So you, you definitely got to feel that a repeat is in the, in the works. And, um, but we'll see, man. You know, it's still, it's still early in the year. We're, we're, dang, it's crazy. We're almost done with February. Wow. I'm sorry. I, this this is like a realization right now for me. We're almost done with the month of February. We're going into by the time. Let me see. By the time this, well, I mean it's going to be the twenty twenty fifth when this episode drops because obviously we record on Monday. But the twenty eighth is Monday, and Tuesday it, we start January. We start January. We start March. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. Uh, I mean, yes, February is the shortest month of the year, so. I shouldn't be completely surprised, but I mean, it's still, still pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, so congratulations to Pierre Emerick Aubameyang and Robert Lewandowski for being our players of the week. Obviously, each, each player of the week selection gets tallied into a giant table where at the end of the year, we'll announce the Roosevelt Spencer's player of the year award. A very, very hum- big honor to have. Um, obviously Robert Lewandowski wanted la- last year and he's looking to, to ha- do a repeat for this year. So, um, but yeah, who knows? Who, who knows who's going to have the better 2022? It's still early. We're only two months into it. So there's still plenty of, plenty of more players of the week to have been won. So there's that. But once again, congratulations to Bombing and Lewandowski for being our players of the week. All right, man. So. Sorry, I had to take some more. All right. So here's some games coming up this weekend. Um, we're going to go ahead and look at, league, start out with Liga MX. We have Pumas versus America. Always a fun matchup to watch, I think, personally for me. Um, so, so I, I, I think that, you know, it's the two big, two of the bigger teams in, in Liga MX. So definitely keep an eye out for that game. Uh, and then the other game is Cruz Azul versus Santos Laguna. Cruz Azul coming, coming off of a huge win against Toluca, which that hurts me a little bit. Um, going up against Santos Laguna, another team that I, I think, I deem very fun to watch. So, so I think two really good games. Uh, League IMAX is such a fun league. I mean, like I said, if, if you, if you can't wake up early enough to go and watch like English Premier League or Liga Un or Syria or Bundesliga or La Liga, you know, Watch Liga MX, man. It's it's actually a really fun league. Uh, I'm sure you'll like the Spanish announcers because those guys, the Mexican announcers, because they yeah they you know they do the the goal screams. So I honestly will say Liga MX is such a fun league to watch. I highly recommend it. Make sure you guys go ahead and check it out. Um, you you know, and and it's more of a reasonable time to watch it. So go ahead and check that out. In League One, we have Strasbourg versus Nice. Um, Strasbourg finding so. Well, this is the uh, two teams that are kind of like 
getting there, but definitely need to find some form sooner rather than later. So that is why I picked this game. It's not always going to be the two teams that are going to do like are doing really amazing or anything like that. It's not always going to be that case, but uh, but you know, it's always it was it's always a fun matchup to have nonetheless. So yeah, Strasbourg versus Nice, and the other game it's a huge game. Uh, Leon versus Lille. Um, Lille still not having the most ideal season, but you know, steadily improving. Leon. Still, you know, need to need to find some identity pretty soon too, but yeah. So, two really good games. I think you should watch over at, at League Un. Um, I know a lot of people deem League Un as like the Farmers League, and which is true, it's it is. But I think that there's some quality. There's some quality players. I mean, you know, you can you can be the ones and say, yeah, I saw Kamavinga before he was Kamavinga, you know. So I always I recommend League Un because you're gonna see some big top quality players. In the making before they they do become big stars. So besides you know before they go to PSG, so definitely check out League One in Syria. We have Genoa taking on Inter Milan. I don't know what's going on with Inter Milan, but they need to find some form, and this might be the game to do it. Atalanta versus Sampdoria, kind of on the same boat, man. Two teams, uh, especially Atalanta, need to find some form. So that is the reason why I have them featured in this game. But, you know, it, like I said, it's not always about the flashier matchup. Sometimes you need games that like guys need to just get back in form. So these these are two games that I think that they're gonna be really interesting to watch in the Serie A. In the Bundesliga, I have Borussia Mönchengladbach taking on Wolfsburg. Uh, Wolfsburg coming off of an amazing game uh, against Hoffenheim. Um, did not get the win. But I think a, a really good game. I, I I had such such fun watching that game. Uh, taking on Borussia Mönchengladbach, who got destroyed by uh, Borussia Dortmund. So both teams coming off of, of losses. Um, so this is kind of one. This is the bounce back game for one of these teams. So hopefully, hopefully we see a really good game between these two clubs. And in the uh, the second game is Bochum, obviously the team that was able to complete an upset against Bayern Munich two weeks ago. Taking on RB Leipzig, who since letting go of Jesse Marsh have just found something, and that hurts to say. Especially as a, a fan of Jesse Marsh, you would hope that. Well, I mean, I don't want RB Leipzig to be bad because of for the sake of the Bundesliga to be competitive. You know, RB Leipzig should be a really good team, but obviously, you would have loved to have seen Jesse Marsh just killing it with RB Leipzig. But unfortunately, that wasn't the reality. Um, but since they, they fired Jesse Marsh, RB Leipzig has definitely found some form. So at least that's good for them. Hurts me a little bit, but it's good for them. So uh, see how they can do against a team that, you know, that pulled the upset against Bayern Munich uh, a few weeks ago. So I think that's an interesting matchup. In La Liga, we have Sevilla versus Real Betis. Um, last time these two teams faced off, I believe someone, someone got hit in the head. So, um, yeah, we'll see how we'll, we'll see how that goes. It is a rivalry game. It is, you know, they're both in Sevilla, so uh, we'll see how that goes. I think this time it will be in Sevilla. So it, I think uh, two really good teams. Real Betis looked amazing in the first half of the season. Sevilla, you can't underestimate this team, man. They are a very good, steady club, in, in my opinion. But we'll see how that those two face off against each other. In uh, the next game is Barcelona taking on Athletic Bilbao. 
Barcelona, like I, like I said with uh, about my all, all the things that I said about bombing, have looked have looked really good. I love the direction that Xavi has done with Barcelona. Um, you know, you're gonna have to be patient with this Barcelona team because it's a very young team. But even with that, they have been killing it, uh, it, it at least recently. So, um, yeah, I gotta give props to them, man. So maybe they can keep doing it with against Athletic Bilbao. Um, Maybe not necessarily a, a scary team, it, it, ideally, but I think a team that could definitely put up a fight, especially with Iker Munain. But uh, especially, uh, you know, that's a guy that I would really enjoy watching play. But Barcelona, uh, you know, just another game that they can prove to everybody that they're not necessarily going to be, you know, this is not a rebuild for Barcelona that they will be competing um, this season. So some good games from La Liga, and then the English Premier League. Um, so obviously Arsenal was able to finally tackle the ghost that is Brentford. They beat Brentford um, in the second time around, taking on a team that is is really, really, really haunting me right now, um, and Newcastle United. So if you guys don't know, have either been living under a rock, or you guys just just start listening to this podcast. Which, by the way, if you guys listen to this right now, hi, <laughs> um, thank you for listening. Uh, yeah. Newcastle. So I made, I made a, a a bet that Newcastle was going to get relegated, and in the event that Newcastle doesn't get relegated, I will have to do a jersey giveaway on Instagram and Twitter. So two jersey giveaways will be done if Newcastle can stay in the Premier League this season. I felt very confident going into it, and now all the moves that uh, Newcastle's done has actually kind of been working for them. Um, so that's not looking good for me. So hopefully Brentford can finally give them that reality check and 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 you know push them back down in the relegation zone because I believe right now they are not in the relegation zone right now. So yeah, it's it's a uh, it, it's happened. I don't know what's going on. I really don't know what's going on, but. But yeah, Brentford versus Newcastle United. Obviously, if you guys want to troll me, this is probably the game that you can troll me with. Uh, besides Arsenal, so you know, keeping it, maybe you obviously you know if if we we'll, if Newcastle stays in the Premier League, a, you have a chance of winning a jersey. So, so obviously, I think you guys are more hopeful that Newcastle does get it done versus. Oh man, I can't believe I might have to eat my own words. That's that's the part that sucks for me. But on the other side. We have Everton taking on Manchester City. Everton, look, I'm not. I wasn't. I, I, like I said, when they hired Lampard, um, they got Deli Ali and they got um, they got Van de Beek. I didn't say that this team was gonna instantly be amazing, and I, and I don't necessarily think that anyone should believe that this club's gonna be amazing at least not for a long, not for a while. And um, but you know they. They they have they don't look as bad as when they had Rafa Benitez leading the team, but I um you know they're gonna go up against a very daunting task against Manchester City, who did just get get embarrassed by Tottenham, um, well not embarrassed they battled it out with Tottenham, but if you obviously if you look at the statistics, it's kind of embarrassing that with all the shots they took, so you know this might be the the oops we have to play against Everton you know Everton's kind of like yikes we gotta follow that game because Manchester City's gonna be pissed and they're gonna be doing what they need to do to get a win and get back on track to make sure they win the Premier League. So so if you're an Everton fan, 
Um, I hope things work out, but obviously you wouldn't want to be in Manchester City's crosshairs right now, especially how, how pissed they are that they lost that game um, against Tottenham. So, so there is that, man, for sure. All right, so obviously the MLS is back. So there, I'm going to go ahead and just go through all the games that are going to be happening this weekend um, in the MLS, just so you guys know. And so starting off on Saturday, February 26th, at 12 p.m., we'll kick off with Philadelphia Union taking on Minnesota United. At the 2.30 slots, you'll have LAFC taking on Colorado. I think that's going to be a really interesting game to see Colorado having the amazing season that they had last season. And it's it's kind of a, it's a Kellen Acosta, not kind of, it is a Kellen Acosta uh, revenge game because now Kellen Acosta was traded to LAFC. There's some drama going on there with, between him and the Colorado Rapids. So it's this is the Kellen Acosta revenge game. Uh, the other 2.30 game is the Columbus Crew versus Van- the Vancouver Whitecaps. Uh, interesting matchup. Uh, can't really tell you what exactly I might, should be, should be expecting from that game, but, uh, that's gonna be at 2.30. At 4.30, you have FC Dallas taking on Toronto. FC Dallas has made some very interesting moves, obviously getting Paul Ariola, a player that I really like, but it's now that he's in FC Dallas, I hate him. Toronto, um, I don't believe they'll have Insignia right now, but, uh, if they do, that would be the debut for Insignia. I, I believe I don't. I'm not sure if he's going to be there in the summer. Um, like I, I, I would assume they're letting him finish out his 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 you know Napoli season before he comes back goes to Toronto. But um, well, we'll find out uh, at 4:30 on Saturday. At five o'clock, we have Austin FC taking on Cincinnati uh, FC Cincinnati uh, and San Jose Earthquakes taking on New York Red Bulls DC United taking on the new club Charlotte. Definitely be a game I'd be keeping an eye on because I want to see what this Charlotte team is going to look like. Uh, and they got quite the challenge with DC United. Inter Miami versus the Chicago Red Stars. I, I'm Chicago Red Stars, Jesus Christ. The Chicago Fire. Think about the other Chicago team. The Chicago Fire. Uh, obviously, Inter Miami. All the hype that's been going on with Inter Miami. Chicago Fire. They made some, some big signings this offseason. So, Definitely. What are we going to expect from Chicago Fire? You heard what me and Kelsey had to say about Chicago. So we'll see what happens there. Um, and then the last game on Saturday at 6.30 will be Portland Timbers taking on the New England Revolution. This is going to be the last few months that you'll see Matt Turner in a New England Revolution uniform before he goes gets shipped over to Arsenal in the summer. So make sure you guys take full advantage of it. New, new Finally get a new badge for New England. So I think a perfect game to, you know, the runner-up. So, you know, the team that lost in the MLS Cup final, Portland, definitely an interesting uh, game to conclude the Saturday, uh, the Saturday opening weekend. And then on Sunday at 12 p.m., you have Orlando City taking on Club de Foot de Montreal. Um, yeah, so really good game right there. I, I think it will be an interesting matchup because, you know, both teams are, well, it's just going to be a good matchup. Uh, at 2 p.m., you have Atlanta United taking on Sporting KC. I really love this matchup. I definitely would be keeping an eye on this game just because, you know, I've said my things about Atlanta and I said my things about Sporting KC in the preview. On uh, At 4 p.m., you have LA Galaxy versus New York City FC. I think that's going to be a really, really good game to watch. Um, obviously the MLS Cup champions taking on LA Galaxy with their new shiny signing of Douglas Costa. What are we going to see from Julian Araujo? What are we going to see from Efrain 
Alvarez. What are we going to see in the third year of Chicharito? That's going to be the questions that we're going to have. My Houston Dynamo at 6 p.m. will be taking on Real Salt Lake. There's a lot of questions with the Houston Dynamo. Hopefully we get our answers um, in this opening game. I will definitely be trying to to go to this game. Um, so if you guys are in the Houston area, um, you know, you, 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 uh, I'll definitely be active on social media if, if I'm able to go to the game. So, so there is that. So yeah, hopefully we can, we can see what this season Dynamo team is really going to look like, uh, this season. And concluding opening weekend, we have the Seattle Sounders taking on Nashville SC. I think it's going to be a really good matchup. Um, you know what Kelsey said about the, the, the jerseys of, of Nashville, but I think this is going to be a really good game. Um, so I can't wait to watch that for sure. But that is, uh, games to be looking forward to this coming weekend. Um, so we're going to, I'm going to go ahead and take a break and then we'll go ahead and wrap this show up with three up, three down in 2022 MLS jerseys. And we're back. All right. Three up, three down. Obviously, we previewed the 2022 MLS season. So we're going to go ahead and do our three up, three down on the 2022 MLS jerseys. So every year, the MLS drop one jersey. Unless you're a new club, you'll get two jersey drops, obviously, because you're new. So you don't have a home and away jersey. So they usually rotate the jerseys out um, every year. So they always have just one new jersey revealed. Hector, so are you listening to music? Obviously, I'm writing solo no, on this I one. No, I am not listening to music. Uh, so I'll, be, I'll, have I'll go have Kelsey's three up. I'll re- reiterate uh, Kelsey's three up, three down. Do Spencer's three up, three down. Hector, and then have LSU's three up, three down. And then wrap wrap it up with my three up, three down. So this is going to be fun. All right. So we're going to start things off with three down. And we'll start with Kelsey. Podcast. Like I said, so, so just so you guys remember, Kelsey at number three has entered Miami's uh, jersey, which right was now. a total letdown. Uh, the, you know, obviously, I was excited that they were going to do a pink jersey, um, and it, it's it's just, I mean, the fact that they do have a sponsor on on the shirt is a slight improvement, but still, it's. You can do so much, but I want to see a Miami Vice style jersey, and and I, that's, I think that's what everybody wants to see is a Miami Vice type jersey, and they just don't want to do it. Um, take a page out of the Miami Heat because they, they they I think they do their color your colors a little bit better than you do. So so yeah, so that was Kelsey's three. Number two is the New England Revolution because he found the the New England Revolution to be very, the jersey be very safe and boring, um, especially with the rebrand of the badge. Um, and, and I, I kind of agree with it. Um, you know, maybe they thought, oh, we, we didn't veil the new badge, so we don't really have to go too crazy with the jersey, uh, which was wrong. But yeah, so there is that. And then number one was Nashville SC. So yeah, it was, uh, he didn't like the color. He just didn't like that color. So that's the reason why it's number one for Kelsey. So 
So that was uh, Kelsey's three down. We're going to go ahead and Spencer's three down. And Spencer said, to be honest, there are no ugly kits to me on here. So I don't have a three down. So look at, look at you, Adidas. Look at you, MLS. Spencer gave you his stamp of approval. He said you guys killed it. So congratulations. No three downs from Spencer. So congratulations, Adidas and MLS. You guys killed it. Yeah, totally smashed it there. Um, I don't know if me and Edward would, would, would view the, it the same way, though. Um, all right, so Edward's three down. He's going to start things with Orlando's away jersey. So obviously it's a white rising rising sun jersey. Uh, they had like a little preview of what they were looking at, and they had like with the, the, the Orlando like a, a sunrise of the beach. And I was like, that sounds interesting. And then they, they unveiled the Jersey and I was just like, it could have, it could have been done better. Definitely could have been better, uh, done better. It's at least different, but not really. So yeah, I totally get why Edward has it as his three down at number two. He has inter Miami's home Jersey. <sighs> Once again, it's just a really, really boring, a boring Jersey. It's cool that they finally brought back the, they, they did not finally brought back, but they finally did a pink jersey. But you could have done so much, like a, a little design. And I'm not saying like go back crazy, you know, go crazy with the design, but I'm just saying have a, a something of a design. Um, yeah, that, that's the part that I kind of was like, it's just like, come on, man, just come on. But I'll, yeah, Inner Miami, good one forever. And number one, Austin FC's away. I don't, uh, there's some, the, definitely the theme this season for, for some of these jerseys was mint. Um, Austin FC. Yeah, that was, yeah. <sighs> I, I, let, wait, I got, let me, let me receive this jersey. I, I just want to see it again. Uh, just so I, I have it like fresh in my head. Uh, and so I just want to, I want to do it right. So I make sure that, you know, I'm covering all my, all my spots here. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just a Ming Green jersey, man. Um, yeah, that's that's just it's just it's just it's just it's just not a good green. That's all I gotta say. I know that like a lot of teams this season went with a mint jersey, and I totally get that. But come on, man! Like not everybody's got a copy, especially when like there's some that did the mint jersey right, and so it's like. You know, when you, when, you know, you're going to have to compare mint jersey to another mint jersey. So you just have to. And that's, there's no, there's no going around it. It's just, that's what's going to happen. Um, for sure. So yeah. So that is Edwards, uh, three down. And now my, my three down. So like I said, everybody except Spencer have a three down, but. So my three down is at number, at number three, enter Miami. Uh, once again, it's just a huge letdown that they didn't do more with. And it's, I'm not saying like, like you have to go full on with anything, but you know, some sort of design. And I mean, yes, I know that they have the little design on the, at the end of the sleeves with the heartbeat. Obviously, this is the heartbeat jersey. Uh, but. It could have been done better. I think it's it just, 
it's it's still still not not fully there yet. But I, I mean, at least they got a pink jersey. That's gonna be my nice thing. That's the reason why it's at number three. My number two, um, LA Galaxy. Y'all are gonna say, oh, it's because you hate the LA Galaxy, and that might be partially true. But I just, <sighs> I, I mean, I get it. You're LA. You're just the stars and all that, but. And I mean, it's expected. You're going to expect a white jersey. You got the white jersey. I mean, it's only fair. Last season, you guys came out with that, with that homage to the, you know, the old school LA Galaxy look with the, the green and the black. And I thought those were jerseys were amazing. So it's, it's fair that you have to go ahead and, and do the boring white jersey. So I can't really, I guess I can't really hate too much about it, but I'm going to hate it anyways. And then, um, number one, oh man, you guys are going to fully think I'm, I'm just hating on my rivals here. Uh, Sporting Kansas City. Yeah, it's crazy. I didn't feature FC Dallas on this at all, which, you know, even that baffles me because I would have found a way to hate FC Dallas, but I didn't. Uh, the reason why I'm not a fan of the Sporting KC jersey, I think it's just because it's just, it's, it's just very plain. Um, I think a lot of these jerseys have, have really gone very plain, but I think some of them have done it, done things a little differently where I'm just kind of like, okay with it. Um, but yeah, um, I'm just not a fan of that Sporting KC jersey. At all. Um, so that is why it is my number one on my three down. And we're going to go ahead and mosey on back to Kelsey and his three up. And at number three, he has LAFC. Yeah, that jersey is so cool. I, I love what I, I said what I said already on the MLS preview, but yeah, the jersey is so cool. I, I love the jersey. It is such a cool jersey. Um, I love the design. The, the having the badge, the badge on the middle is so different. I, I love that they went, they, they took this approach. So uh, props to LAFC, man. Like I, I love their color scheme. Um, I mean, it's black and gold, but still it, it, I love the color scheme that they have over at L, at LAFC for sure. Um, yeah, really good job. Uh, LAFC number two, New York City FC. New York City FC went so different with a jersey, but they dropped a orange jersey. You know, kind of stepping in the boundaries of the of the dynamo. But you know, there are teams now with orange, you know, that have orange in their color scheme, which L- uh, NYC FC does have some orange in their jersey. Obviously, uh, I believe the the New York flag. I, I don't know what what flag they're utilizing, but I, I know the they have like a a, a a blue, white, and orange flag. Um, I don't know what it symbolizes. I should have probably done, took the time to, to actually see the, the, what, what that flag represents in some sense. But, um, but yeah, the, the flags of New York City, uh, okay. So yeah, so that's the, yeah, it's the flag of New York City. That's all I really got. Happen. I'm not going to go deep dive into it or anything like that. It's like, it's just too much. But I like the jersey. Shout out to the Cooligans, uh, getting to rock the jersey, get to have like a, a, a sneak peek of the jersey before everybody else did. Really cool that they got, it's so cool that they have that partnership with NYCFC. Hopefully one day I can, I can be at that level with the Houston Dynamo that I get to, I get to do stuff like that. Cause I would definitely love to do it. Um, and number one, and, and this one really shocked me when Kelsey said it, but the Houston Dynamo, I love the Bayou City kid. I I love this jersey. I'm gonna get it. I'm I'm just gonna be real with y'all. I'm gonna get it. I love the jersey. I love what it looks. I love the fact that there's a Houston team 
willing to take on the Bayou City moniker. You know, everyone does Space City. Um, obviously, Houston Astros, Space. The the the, you know, the Houston Rockets, Space. Even though I'm not really a Rockets fan, the Texans, they are doing whatever the hell they're doing over there. Um, the Houston Dynamo have, to me, in my opinion, have been the most H-Town-centric team. They have been bringing in Paul Wall. They've been bringing in Bun B. You know, they're you know, hold it down. You know, you got players rocking the H. They don't even know what rocking the H really means. They just tell them, hey, when you take a picture, drop the H and they do it. I mean, obviously, you know, there's players that grew up in Houston, so they know what really the H means. But it's funny, as I'm saying drop the H, I'm dropping the H as I'm saying it too. So if you're from H-Town, you know what dropping that H means. Uh, so I love that they took that approach with the Bayou City. I hope other teams in Houston decide to kind of try to do something with Baseball, I, I know maybe not. They can't really go that wild with the jerseys. Rockets always have that that extra jersey that they could do something differently with it. Obviously, they brought back the the pinstripes for the Rockets this season, but a Bayou City jersey would be pretty cool to see. Um, Texans thought it was cool to put the, the Texans logo on the back of the of the jersey. That's what they thought was was the the, the redesign that everybody wanted. But I'm not gonna touch that with a ten foot pole. But Houston Dynamo, man. Yeah, they killed it with this jersey. I love this jersey. So I love that uh that Kelsey has it as his number one. So that is for sure. Now we're gonna go back to Spencer at Spencer at number three. He has DC United. Uh DC United is they have uh, honestly black and red, you're gonna have the best color scheme in my opinion. Like it's it's not even close. It's not even fair. Black and red. It you could do just so much with it, and I think that's the best part of DC United is that they have that. Um, I, it, you know, it's a little bit different, you know, but it, it's DC United. They're going to have the black kit. You know, that's, that's the look. That's what they're going to do. Um, this is one of those jerseys where I don't really care. I don't really mind that they don't have a sponsor on their jersey. It looks cool. I love that DC United badge. Yeah. I, I mean, this is, this is, Purely what DC United is going to give you. Some some people may say it's boring. Some people may say uh, say something, but I love this jersey. So it's a really good jersey. Um, I agree with Spencer that this jersey is actually really cool. At number two, he has Charlotte FC. So the new team, the new team in the MLS. And I'm going to tell you right now, I love this blue. I love this color of blue. Uh, Carolina blue. I, I I believe this is Carolina blue. Maybe it's a little bit darker than the Carolina blue that I'm expecting, which is obviously the North Car- University of North Carolina's Tar Heels. But I love the, the, I love the, I love powder blue. I love Carolina blue. It's a great color to have. And I think Charlotte FC kills it with this jersey. Um, if this is the jersey that Spencer's referring to, but yeah, I love this jersey. The, the, the blue and then the white sleeves, really solid kit. Really great introduction. But if he's talking about that mint jersey, of all the jerseys that rocked the mint this season, Charlotte killed it. You got the black and the mint. I love this color. I love the the mint city. I, I don't even know that Charlotte is even known as the mint city. I'm not going to go ahead and do the research on it because, frankly, I don't care. But I love the mint jersey. I will say that is Charlotte FC came in. At least, at least they're going to have the coolest jersey. They're going to have cool jerseys. Um you know, whether they play well on the field, that's a whole other story, but ladies are going to look good on the field. <laughs> um, so yeah, I love the Charlotte FC jerseys. So good, good one from Spencer. Number one, 
Spencer couldn't pick between the two of them, so he has them featured both. And that is Atlanta United and Orlando City. Hey, man, some people have, have a conscious opinions, and I'm all, all for it. And, and like I said, I'm not particularly a fan of the Orlando City jersey. It could be done better. I like the different design. I love the the the, the attempt. Um, Edward hates it, um, but I, I, for me, it could have been more. It could have been more, and I like. I, I would love a little bit more. But the sun said, "Look, I I think yeah, Spencer has a point on that." But it, it, to me, it could have been done better. But hey, Spencer Spencer deems it quality of being the number one jersey, uh, uh, at least compete with, be tied for number one. And of course, we got to look at that number one jersey, and that is. Atlanta United. Um, and you're talking about another mint based jersey. Like, this is another great jersey. And this is a little bit different because it's white and that mint and the green. That green pops so well in this jersey. I love that they do the little mint, you know, the mint and the white little design. And then they have you popping with the green, the Atlanta United badge with that green outline. The, you know, the green outline just makes this jersey so much cooler. So I think Spencer is completely right to have this, you know, number one along with Orlando City. I'm, I mean, I'm not feeling the, not particularly a fan of the Orlando City jersey, but hey, Spencer likes that jersey. And that's, all, that's all I got to say. But the Atlanta United jersey, yeah, it is, it is, it is a clean jersey. I, I definitely love it. Not going to buy it because I'm a Dynamo fan, but. If you're if you're just a pure, like an unbiased jersey collector, this is a jersey I think you should definitely be rocking for sure. I'm sure Spencer might cop one of himself, but yeah. So that is Spencer's three up. Now we're going over to Edward, and um, Edward has at number three Philadelphia Union. Shout out to uh, shout actually shout out to shout out to uh, kicking it with Drew Andrew Monroe. He just joined the 30-30 club. So congrats, congrats, buddy. Um, you know, you know, happy to that. And, and, and your kid as well. So your kid's growing, growing up. You know, it's crazy, like seeing, seeing her grow through the photos. Obviously, I don't know them that, like, like that, but you know, happy, you know, happy belated birthday to, to Andrew Monroe. But yeah, this Philadelphia Union jersey, man, I just, I don't know what it is about the design, but I love the design. I think it's so different, but. I think that's what it is. It's like, it's different. You know, you're not seeing many teams have this design. And so I love it. I love the gold. The gold just pops in front of you, you know, with the, the golden bimbo. But I love that, that blue, you know, that light blue stripe that with the gold outline as well. Just, it just makes the jersey look really cool. I, this looks like a very classic jersey, what you expect to see. So props to Philadelphia. I think they hit it out of the park with that one. At number two, Edward has the Houston Dynamo Bayou City jersey. Uh, man, I, I love the fact that Edward, Edward has the Houston Dynamo on his list. So, so yeah, no, nah, really great jersey. I love that jersey. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, Edward, great pick on that one. The Bayou City jersey is just, it's just such a cool design to me. Uh, so, but Edward loves it too. And at number one, Edward has the Chicago Fire home jersey. The Chicago Fire home jersey. I'm trying to find it so I can look at it and talk about it. Uh, just so I, I, I can, I don't sound like an idiot. But yeah, Chicago Fire. And I think this is right down the alley of what Edward likes. It's blue and red. 
the the red accents. I don't know. If there's gonna be a jersey on this uh, sponsor. Jer- uh, okay, it looks like yeah, there's gonna be a, a sponsor on this jersey. Um, could be wrong, but I do. I, I will say, compared to la- the the previous badge that that Chicago had, I I totally love this badge. I love this badge a lot more than the previous one. I would just love for them to have brought back the old badge. I think the old badge just looks so much cooler. But it's kind of, I think that's what I like about the jersey. It's kind of like an homage to the, to the old, uh, Chicago Fire, even though obviously when you think of Chicago Fire, you think of the red jersey and the white, the white stripe across the chest with the fire on it, you know? But, um, I think kind of like a slight homage, obviously, is, is primarily blue, but with the red accent. So, I, I think it's a cool jersey. I like it. So, uh, good one for Edward. But yeah, so that is Edward's three up. And my, Three up to wrap this, this uh, this one. At number three, I have Club de Foot de Montreal. Uh, I mean, apparently no one featured this on their list, but you know, hey, this is my list. But I actually like it. I think when I see, I I, I just like the the marble. I, I think it's because like obviously Arsenal dropped their marble kit. Uh, I believe it was last season actually. Um. But they dropped that marble kit and I loved it. Like I, I fell in love with that jersey. I'm so mad at myself for not getting that jersey. Um, or maybe I can at some point find it, but this jersey, I think that's what it makes me think of. Obviously it's blue, but yeah, I love that marble look. So it's a cool design. I don't know if I'm necessarily a marble person. Like, I mean, would I ever get marble, like marble, you know, designs for my home? No, probably not, but. But it's a cool look. I like the way marble looks. I think it's just like it's not a predictable design. You know what I mean? So I like it. That's why I like that jersey. So that's my number three. At number two, I have LAFC. I'm telling you, man, I love love this jersey. I love the design. It's like the design that they have. It makes me think of like Hollywood, like the just walking down Hollywood with the lights. I don't know why I think that. I don't know if that's what they're thinking of. Also kind of reminds me of a poncho, but I love what LA Galaxy did. Go, the gold, it's not, it's not like shiny gold. It's just their gold. Um, the black, it just works with them. I love the fact that they went differently and put the LAFC badge in the middle of the jersey. Um, something that we're seeing more jerseys do lately, but I really like the jersey. I like this design. I think LAFC has such the, have like the cool, one of the coolest color schemes in the MLS, um, that they could really do a lot with. So I love this. Um, you know, you're gonna, you expect a black jersey from LAFC and, and I love, I love this jersey from LAFC. So a really good job from LAFC on this one. And my number one, I mean, am I biased for this? Yes, but frankly, I don't care. I don't care at all, man. My number one jersey is the Houston Dynamo Bayou City kit. I love, 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 love this jersey. I love the design that they have on it. I love what they're going after, and that's going after the Bayou City. I love the hints of orange across the badge. I love the orange on the sleeve, on like the on the ends of the sleeves. I love the orange on the on the uh, inside the neck. Um, but I love that that silver that that is it silver or gray. I don't care, but I love that gray. It just pops with that black jersey. The Dynamo have since they you know started with the painted black jerseys. I've just been killing it with these black jerseys and, and I've loved them ever since. And, and I think this one 
Okay, well, except for the one that they had previously. But this one is just beautiful. Chef's kiss. It's a perfect jersey for me. I will definitely be rocking this jersey because I love it so much. I, I don't even care. I'm not even going to wait for the end of season sales. I'm going to go ahead and get it ASAP, like on site. I'm getting this because I love this jersey way too much. Maybe it's a little unhealthy how much I love this jersey, but I don't care. You guys know I'm a Dynamo fan. I love the Houston Dynamo. I will ride with this team till the very end, and everybody knows that. But seeing this jersey is just, I just love it. I, the badge has grown on me, actually. So, I mean, I still love the original Dynamo badge, but this badge is growing on me more and more. And, and with this jersey, it's just, it's just perfection, man. I love it. I, 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 I can't say anything else. I love the jersey. I really do. So, so that is three up, three down, man. Yeah, man. So MLS is back, man. So make sure you guys, you know, watch the MLS, man. Give the MLS the love that it deserves, man. Don't be a hater. Just check out the MLS. You guys might actually be surprised how good the MLS is. I want to give a shout out to the Belly Up Podcast Network, man. You can check them out at bellyupsports.com. Follow them at, on Twitter at Belly Up Sports. On Instagram as well, Belly Up Sports, man. They are growing, man. Shout out to Tiki Live for having Belly Up Sports TV. And of course, the Burns Radio, which is where you can listen us at. And of course, all the other great programs like High Low Sports with Kelsey and DJ. So... Uh, shout out to the Burns Radio. Follow them on Twitter at Radio Burns on Instagram and Twitter. So you can be constantly knowing who's live right now. Like, check it right now. You can probably see who's live right now on the Burns Radio. Shout out to Tiki Live. Shout out to Alejandro Gomez and ANG Graphics. They created the Instagram Name FC logo. I'm going to tell you, man, I literally went to Alejandra and I told her, look, I want a, I'm going to make fun of, I'm going to make fun of, Soccer with this generic looking badge because I'm naming this podcast Insert Name FC. I need a basic soccer badge, but looks cool at the same time. And she gave me this badge. And when I tell you, me, Edward, and Spencer fell in love with it, we fell in love with it. Kelsey and everybody from from Belly Up love our logo. I think we, I can honestly say, I think we have the best logo in in a in a lot of pod, in, especially in soccer podcasting. I think. It's very instinctive. You know what you're getting from it. You know it's a soccer podcast. And, you know, Alejandra is the reason why we have that logo. So shout out to Alejandra Gomez. Check out her Instagram account at a.g.graphics with an X at the end. So a.g.graphics. Go ahead and check her out. If you guys need a graphic design done for you, she's your girl, man. She's been killing it. So make sure you guys go ahead and and give her, give her a shout out too. And of course... None of this can be done without this man. And that, of course, is Roosevelt Spencer. He is our producer. He's our beat maker. He's our everything. And, of course, the namesake of the Roosevelt Spencer's Player of the Year Award. We want to, you know, we can't go without ever always thanking Spencer. He he does so much for us. And that's why we always appreciate all the hard work he does. Kelsey gave him some love. Didn't even know his name was Roosevelt, you know, because we call him Spencer so much. But that kind of... Kind of comes with the territory, but yeah, thank you so much, Spencer. Make sure you guys follow him on Instagram at that guy dope. Once again, at that guy dope. If you guys need to be done, he is your guy and you better, better go now because I'm telling you, man, Spencer's going to blow up and you guys are going to regret that you didn't get an authentic Spencer beat before he became huge because Spencer's going to be big, man. I guarantee it, man. I could be biased, but I don't care. But yeah, so that is episode 77. Thank you for listening to just me. Well, I mean, obviously you listen to me and Kelsey, 
But thank you for listening to me for roughly major- majority of this episode. Um, you know, it, it, this is, it's been nothing but a dream to do this podcast and, and, and every single chance that I get to, even after a long day of work, I come in and ready to record because I, I, I love doing this. And even if I'm exhausted the next morning, I really don't care because I know that I'm, I'm doing something that I love. And, and the day that this, this finally comes to full fruition, I'm going to be looking back at these days and, and remembering, you know, what it took. So thank you for listening and catch us on next week for episode 78, which will be our first episode of March. So another great episode. I'm sure of it. So thank you for listening and catch us next week. Take care guys. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.